Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah. Can I get a double booyah? It's Friday. Booyah, And Jay, I got to cut everybody off here. Go. I got to speak to the woman that was driving. It just happens to be a woman. No offense to women <laughs> uh -oh. in general. Uh -oh. It just happened to be a woman that is driving in front of me on Northview Road this morning as I'm taking my kid to school. Can you drive a little faster? What's with these people who drive like 15 miles an hour? I understand it's a, it's a, it's Beep. a street. It's Beep. A, it's a one. It's a one-lane street. If you're going to drive 15 miles an hour, pull the freak off the road and let me go. It took me like 10 minutes to go three minutes. She's probably watching now, so I, oh on Monday God. she'll be God. going faster. I'm going to put my head down. Look, look, this look, are you look, a slow good. driver? No, but I'm not, was on, not on the women like that. So I'm just yeah, on this one individual in woman. It could have been a guy. You can, you can reach it. him on Twitter. That's him. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's talk about today's show. Mm, I'm excited please. because on today's show, we're going to try to go as inside the Browns locker room as we've done yet on what exactly is going on there, the Baker Mayfield situation, the Deshaun Watson situation. What is the temperature in that locker room? Greg Newsom's going to join us. We're going to talk about the schedule, that whole thing, and much more when it comes to the Cleveland Browns. What else we got? G. Bush in the building, as always. You know I got to stay fly. I'm going to give some fashion tips to some of these conservative traditional teams. <laughs> Step up your alternates. Just go ahead. I'm going to let you know that right now. Add some pink into the mix. Yeah, yeah. Pink, <laughs> pink, is, pink is masculine. We're good right yes, now. Yes, real men wear pink. Yes. I agree. And for me, after 25 years, this country is really ready to support women's basketball in the WNBA. I am looking forward to it. It's been an investment made for a, a, a number of years. This 25-year cycle, we're about to see the fruits of that borne out. Wow, nice. Dequell Jackson's going to be with us in about 15 minutes. I love Dequell, and he saved my bacon a number of times when he played for the Browns. I'll explain more. Plus, put the camera back on G. Does he or does he not? Tweet at us. Respond on YouTube. Look like he should be on the set of White Men Can't Jump right now. That's that vibe. Right, that outfit is White Men Can't <laughs> Jump. I'm looking. He's 92. talking trash in a, in a, in a, at, a, at a court <laughs> you see that in L.A. Right, right. You the, got that. We see that. Wait, show us the shoes too, because oh, that's that they work together. So, so give me that camera right there. That, camera that's three. Camera Stevie, three. Can we get Stevie camera director? three right here? Yeah, but yeah, it, it, maybe maybe they don't got that. But we can stand up a little bit and show mm. them. Look, let me do this. Show, let me show just, us. Easy, let me baby. just do this. Easy, see these is these. Let me show y'all real quick. See these these Kyrie's right here. Uh -oh. Let me come right here. Uh, don't go any further. Ah, ah, the Kyrie. Oh, let's see. Your ankles. Okay. <laughs> you see, they're going the traditional. Hey, dudes. <laughs> hey, them is, hey, 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 them, them is them boat runners. The boat runners. They're called like, Hey, dudes. Them, them, them out. That that comes with a sail and a, and a pontoon. Hold that. Hold that. That's, that's when you kick it. Yeah. Put your shoes back on, Jay. Yeah, that's, that's when you Please. kick it. Bare Mikey feet. Bare feet. You, 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 you were the one who said, on. don't bare feet in the studio, <laughs> and now you're breaking your hey, own rule. You just ago. had to let him see. It's an ounce. <laughs> a year ago, he'd have been HR, COVID protocol. Yeah, right. <laughs> you, a year ago, you that smell should still be in COVID protocol. <laughs> you can Mikey McNuggets, uh, what's your office. favorite thing you coming up on today's show? We have everything coming on today's show. Breaking down the Browns schedule, literally everything you want. Yeah. got. And one thing on G's shoes. 
I love basketball shoes. The Kyrie's my favorite shoes to play in. Yeah, they're not they're not bad looking. Mm. I got to give them props thing. today. I got him props. We're going to start with the schedule release. Um, it came out last night, much anticipated. The Here league has really turned this into like a week long event. We saw the stories trickling out. We heard yesterday that it looked like the Browns were going to start on the road at Carolina. Bingo. That leak was right. In fact, all the leaks that I, most of the leaks that I saw right. that, that were tied to one site were correct. So let's do this. Let's run through the schedule quickly. I'm sure most of you have already seen it, but we're going to throw it up there just so we can kind of break it down by month. I like to put the season into four quarters, just like a game. Yeah. The first quarter, second, third, fourth. They're going to start with Carolina. I think that's a great week one opponent, not a great team. You're starting on the road. This was my dream matchup yesterday, and I, I, I it was my dream matchup because I said, you want to start against a weak opponent so you can get the win. And if you can do that on the road, always a bonus. Then the Jets. Then the Steelers, which you said yesterday aren't the Steelers of old. Yes, I agree. I think it's a pretty favorable. Like, if you're looking for a favorable schedule, unlike, you know, when I was like, oh, I want them to play a good team. Pretty favorable September. I think they could go 3-0 there. They could go 3-0. And for me, that's a, that's an easy schedule no matter who who's that quarterback. Even that's their easiest month, no that's doubt. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. We, it, it we, does get tougher as we, it goes we on. We said out last year, and I mean, we had uh, arguably the, be- the worst, the worst schedule for for a team in the NFL yeah. because I mean we were hammered every week. So this time coming yeah. out to get out the gate with with Carolina, yeah, and it's coming with the Jets next. We have a chance to ramp yeah. up here, right? Especially yeah. Understanding all the circumstances right. that we're dealing with right now, we don't know about who's going to be there. We'll talk about what we think is going to happen in the schedule. Let's go to October now, and I think the theme to the schedule, guys. Correct me if I'm wrong, is it does get tougher as it goes. So you get the easy month of September. Then you're at Atlanta. That doesn't scare anybody. Nope. The Los Angeles game is going to be great. I think the Chargers, they're going to be the sneaky pick in the AFC this year for me anyhow. New England pounded the Browns last year. I think they were ultimately a better team than they finished up last year. That's not going to be easy. Then you're at Baltimore, and then you get Cincinnati. That game, put the double circle around that one. That, for me, is my most anticipated game of the season because of when it lands, Halloween night. Guys, when I saw that game on the schedule, I went nuts. Battle of Ohio, it has a – think about it. How often have the Bengals and Browns been good in the same year? Not very often. very rarely happens. You got to go back to Bernie and Boomer. Bernie and Boomer, right? Right. Mm -hmm. It's almost never happened since then. I think they're the two best teams in the division. Uh, We never know, but with the big caveat that if Deshaun Watson plays. Sure. If Deshaun Watson plays 17 games, I believe, and we were talking about this before the show, Bengals and Browns are neck and neck. Sure. And that Halloween Monday night in Cleveland, oh my God, that's going to be crazy. There will be beverages flowing. (laughs) October got real. It did. So so now we went from like like the sort of the warm-up stage, right? Now we're into a really dicey month. And now let's go to November. Guys, I, I do think that that is the theme is as it goes on, it, it does get a little better. We're going to see the week nine for, will be the bye for the Browns. Yeah. Then you've got Miami. Guys, that Miami defense last year, I think the most underrated defense in the NFL. They brought the coordinator back, even though they made a change at head coach. They've got talent on that side of the ball. Then you're at Buffalo. That, for me, is probably the hardest game that the Browns will have on their schedule. And then week 12, Tom Brady's coming to town. The only thing we can hope for, and he's played in snow and bad weather in New England for years, but when you move to Tampa, I can attest to this, your blood thins out. So my hope (laughs) is when he comes back, he's 45 now. You know, 30 degrees at 45 feels different than it did when you were 35. So November is a bear, guys. Yeah, every every, every month, is, I mean, every month of Brown's schedule is really ramped up here. And so we better get the early ones uh, in uh, yeah. when, when we can. Rack up the winds early. And as we get to November, 
You know, that's a tough dog sled here now. It and then is, we, we, we could be dealing with a, a variety of quarterbacks playing here. And then we, we, we still have to play with confidence because we struggled at times last year. No too. doubt, especially since coming off the bye. I, that Miami game at Miami and no, that could be a hot game. You haven't been used to the heat and might they, be thinking about Buffalo the might next be week, thinking about right? Buffalo sure. next week. And they got some upgrades at receiver Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. All right, let's do December. Now December is always a fun month because you never know what the weather's going to be for the home games. It depends on where your road games are, but here's the way it shakes out. Houston won't be a weather deal. Cincinnati likely will. Baltimore here, that will certainly be a, a, a weather deal. And then you've got New Orleans here as well. Guys, the thing I love most about this is you do have those back-to-back games at home over Christmas, yeah. not a distraction, being on the road, away right. from families. I think that's I think that's an advantage for the Browns to be home for the last two weeks of December. And though, but Unfortunately, though, I agree with you, but those are their only two home games in their last six games yeah. total. Which Four I thought, of the last six on the road. That seems odd, doesn't it? It does. I, they I got thought, a, they have a lot of home games early. I mean, I mean we've seen it, it beyond the, the September, like even into October, the first couple of games, like the Browns may be favored, except for maybe the Charger game, but that's at home, maybe in their first six games. Yeah, let's let's go, go, I think that, that's very likely. Yeah, I, I think that's likely. Let's go to the Houston game. How, yeah, intriguing, no. is, how intriguing is that game? Especially right. if, in Houston, if Watson is if Watson's yeah, right. under hey. center, yeah. right? It's going to have some extra extra added uh, firepower to that game. Sure. So, yeah. So. Yeah, but that could set the tone for you for the final month here. Right? Either, it could be a very important game to the Browns. Either he throws for 500 and runs for 100, or he plays terrible in that game. I don't think there's a middle extreme, ground with it's that. An like, it's an extreme No in between. Game. No in between with that. All right, let's let's um, let's throw up the January, January game. So here's what things look like in January. You've got uh, the Commodore. You're, you're actually in Washington yeah. on the 17th, and you're at Pittsburgh on the, on the 18th. You mentioned it, Bull. You love being home for the last two weeks of December. You hate mm. closing the season with two games on the road because that's, every game counts the same. No no game is more important than any other. Yeah. But the reason they play differently as the season goes on is because you know your situation. And if you don't have a cushion built up going into week 17 and 18, you got to go on the road. Yeah. Now, at that point, Washington could be out of it. We don't know what they're going to yeah, be. Yeah, I don't know. What the, who's playing quarterback for that? Yeah, we don't know. Yeah. So, we don't know what they're going to be. And, by yeah. the way, we, could, we look at all these games – as we stand here in May, and we think we know what New Orleans is. You don't. Yeah, we right. don't know. We don't right. know what they're going to emerge as in 2022. Every year, there's surprise teams. So, I hate this. I hate this more than Love anything it. we do year-round. <laughs> the only thing that's more ridiculous than this is when guys put out a mock draft for next yeah. year. Oh, yeah, right. Now, right. you're projecting eight, nine months out. We're yeah. going to project four months out yeah. and then move on as we go. Bull, I want two numbers from you. I want how many games the Browns win – if they have Deshaun Watson for the whole season, yeah. how many games do they win if they don't have Deshaun Watson? All right, Jay, I got my numbers. Uh, if, the, if they have Deshaun Watson for the whole season, I got Brown, the Browns going 10-7. and seven. Okay. If, they, if, if um, they don't have him for the first eight games, I have them going 8-9. Uh, now, fortunately, their early season schedule is favorable. Otherwise, I would have had that record even worse. Because, I, you know, I think Jacoby Brissett will play the games if Watson doesn't play. He's a serviceable player, but he's not that good. Sure. I think he'll be able to get just enough wins considering the competition, but obviously I like them to win two more. So in you have, early so his, if, if you would, his war is two. Essentially. Well, but and the war, not, not again. for half a season. Yeah. Okay. Because if, if you told me, well, what's their record? If Deshaun misses the whole season, you got him with six. I got him with six wins, okay. maybe even five. Brad, 
So I, I'm I'm to the far left of bull on this one here. Okay. I, I, I'm I'm much more optimistic about the wow. Browns if Watson is, is is under under center. Oh. Right. Here's a guy coming off a, uh, a a year of non-playing. He's going to be out to prove a point. He's going to play at a high level. If they got him for 17 games, he's I predict him to go 13 and four. 12 and five at the worst, but 13 and four is where I think they're going to settle. Now. If he's not on the center except for the last nine games, I got him going 10 and 7. Because why? Unlike Bull, I've got Mayfield under the center, right? So who you then, think he sticks who, around? Who, who is under the same pressure to prove himself to be a better player, right? So yeah. I can't see them going on the losing side. The Browns are in a win-win situation. They may not know it yet, but they're in a win-win situation. So right now, you, you're, you're buying into the theory that Baker is number two on the depth chart, they're not going to give him away, and he's their insurance policy if they don't have well, I'm Watson. Not, I'm buying into it because I know the business, right? He's not going anywhere. Yeah. He's going to be right there to get up on the center. Interesting. Okay, G. I, look, I'm going to tell you what. I agree with, with, with Uncle Brad. <laughs> Optimistic. <laughs> on one thing. That 13-4, and four, I think he's, he's right in the air wheelhouse where we need to be. With Deshaun Watson, I got him at 12-5. I got him at 12-5 okay. right. without – Without Watson, I got him at, at ten and seven. Yeah, I, now, wish let me, I, was, I wish I was as optimistic as you guys. What, 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 because here's the thing: we keep forgetting. I keep telling y'all. I'm gonna just keep reminding y'all. About the how good is this man? <laughs> this top five. This uh, this is top five. Guy can move. Guys can be in the pocket. He drops dimes. And you got a running game. Think how good Baker Mayfield was. People talk about 2020. 2020 Baker was top top ten quarterback because he had a uh, running game play action. What you gonna think they're gonna do with when you got Deshaun Watson? Gee, the with schedule's that same a lot game? tougher though. I, I don't not tougher than, no, last, no, no. not tougher than last year. Not, no, but it's a lot <laughs> tougher than when Baker won those games. Those, a lot tougher. those first five, if he's playing, come on, I'll take the Panthers. They'll lose one though. The They'll Jets. Lose, he's not gonna win. He's not gonna beat every team they're better than. Oh, they hey, Mikey, can we put his his numbers back up one yeah, more time? Put them back. We up. put his numbers Give up us one, one sec. Yep. So you're kind of you guys are in line with each other. Yeah. Um, I, I wasn't quite sure. So you've got. 12 and 5 and what were you I had you with 10 and 13 no 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 I had 10 7 with nine games yeah but 13, 13 wins four. so you're the most optimistic yeah, so yeah, far yeah, yeah. yeah no question so, you, you all right got it. I'm, I'm actually you know have an all-star caliber so player here mine kind of splits the difference between the most optimistic and the most pessimistic I, the, the highest with with Watson was 13 mm-hmm. Brad the lowest was 10 yep I've got with Watson 11, and I've got them without Watson 9. But I will say, I I do think that if Watson is out from under the cloud, that's him playing under a cloud, okay? That's if Mm -hmm. the commissioner hasn't said anything. Okay. I'm going to throw a different number at you guys. Okay. If the commissioner comes out and says, after our exhaustive investigation, we have found that Deshaun Watson neither violated any any laws or impacted the shield in a negative way. It's over. There will be no suspension. Yeah, now the clouds I'm like lifted. This. I'm like this. Now I'm putting him at 13 wins. I'm not sure what I'm doing. He may, <laughs> even if he plays, he's going to be like Kobe when Kobe was on trial. He was playing under that cloud. I think nobody I think wants to do that. I think you guys are crazy. Nobody's winning 13. The only team that could possibly win 13 games in the AFC is Buffalo because their division is not that good. We don't know. The West and the North are too good for a team to win 13 games. We, just, we don't know because we don't know what Deshaun's going to be. If, if we get MVP quality, I think Deshaun, Desha- 
Yeah, but, could do 13 wins. So, I know, but you got MVP quality Joe Burrow last year, and they still won say, 10 or 11 so you, games. So it's you, the same so thing. Watson could, do this, so could got, be an MVP and still win 10 or 11 you games. You have an all-star quarterback. Facts. You got a backfield that's out of this world. Why we don't play them both together sometime at, 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 at some point I know, that's is, a good is point. besides the point. All right. right. And defensive guys. We got they the whole De- thing. They don't have Dequell Jackson playing. No, they don't. I wish they did. Speaking of Dequell Jackson, I love this guy as a player. A couple of years ago, I helped out with the with the Browns Players Media Workshop, and the, the thing that struck me from it was, wow, Dequell Jackson's going to be a media star. This guy is smart. He knows football. Dequell, welcome to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. I am glad to is. see. I'm glad to see you yes. again, and more specifically, I'm glad you're on our show. Well, he got a nice mic too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, you got the pro setup. <laughs> hey, it's great to great to be here. Great to talk Browns Browns football. And Jay, it's always great to see you, brother. Hey, listen, I I want to dive in right away with your thoughts of the whole schedule game, and I want your honest answer. Did you ever oh, yeah. do that as a player? Do guys do that in the oh, locker yeah, room? Do they no, look no. at the schedule and do this insane ritual that we do? Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And for the guys <laughs> who who tell you they don't. They're not telling you the truth because you look at all the teams that whether you were on the team before, uh, you look at all the teams that you have played for. When's your revenge game? When are you going to get back at these guys? So absolutely, a part of the schedule is part of planning. You look at when the bye week happens because you're trying to set up a, a trip, a small trip if you can, and you, in your mind as a player, you're computing. Okay, which games are the must the must haves? Which games are going to be the toughest? And you kind of formulate what we're doing now is talking about a schedule. So. Absolutely. Players do it all the time. Did you play the game with this year's schedule? What are the Browns? Oh, yeah. So so I went <laughs> back and forth. This was tough. So with a healthy Deshaun Watson, barring he's going to be playing for his reputation, playing for his livelihood, I put him at 11 and 6. Oh, 11 and 6. The first, Yeah, reasonable, right? Yeah. So the first four weeks, I feel like they should be able to handle the Panthers, the Jets, the Falcons, Steelers. But right before the bye week, that's when the schedule gets tough. And I look at what Deshaun brings, right? Okay, we know what he can do with his arm strength, with his with his leg talent. But you look at that two-headed monster you have in your backfield. How's the ball going to be, you know, shared between Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb? So I feel like that's going to be the rough part of the schedule. After the bye week, they'll catch their footing a bit. But 11-6 to me is reasonable and not overly uh, – you know, overly confident because, again, they play in the AFC North. It's a crazy talented conference. You have down the road, you have Joe Burrow, who played in the Super Bowl, for Christ's sake, last year. So it's going to be highly competitive within the conference. But the out-of-conference games, in my opinion, will be the difference. What do you have them going without Deshaun Watson? Whew, without him, maybe eight, nine, Ooh. seven, eight wins. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but – with, and that's saying, okay, without Deshaun Watson, Jacoby Brissett, I've seen a ton of him with uh, with uh, Indianapolis Colts. You know what he brings. He's a steady guy. He's a he's sort of a bridge quarterback. He's not your, your long-term answer, but he is an answer for the short term. But the elephant in the room is Baker Mayfield. Right. What do you do with him? Oh, there you go. He, so, so here's the way I see this kind of playing out. Right now, during this time, it's voluntary. So he's doing the procedural side of things, right? I'm not going to show up. I'm, I'll show the, the organization I'm disrespected. I don't like what's going on. I get it. But I don't see Baker Mayfield missing training camps, practices, games, 
once we get into the the fine stage. So right. he could very well be playing if he wants out of Cleveland, if he wants to go to have a new home, he needs to play. And so it's yeah. it's a very good chance he could be playing for us this team as a starter. What, if he beats the, out Jacoby the, the, the Quill, Brad Sellers here. So uh so what what will come to the to the show, but I I just was saying that early off off camera, right? Uh-huh. When you when you lose money, you got a different mentality here. Absolutely. I see him if I was in Chicago, I see him under center because he's not gonna miss that money, right? You you just giving money right. back away for no reason. But he's immature. You Brad, not, you and Dequell are mature. Listen, yeah. you, you, still, immature. you still gotta eat. He still gotta eat. His family still gotta eat. He's fatter than me. He's, he's all right. Now. Right, right. He's, his he's feelings hurt are hurt right, right now. now. Yeah. His feelings <laughs> are hurt right now, which as a former player, you understand that. You that's fair. That's a fair emotion. But once you get over things and you start talking to your agent, okay, what what could possibly happen? What are the best options for me moving forward? It may not be what he wants, but there's a good likelihood he can end up back in Cleveland. Well, he's still under contract, but he could yep. be playing to get out of Cleveland. So he's got to come to grips with that. Now, it's not the ideal situation, but in order for him to raise his stock, he's going to have to play, whether well, it's with the Browns or someplace else. I agree. The quail, this is G. Bush here. Um, kind of piggybacking off what Brad said, because I think he 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 hit something a little bit. We've heard uh -huh. uh, the rift, like we've heard about the rift between uh, the locker room and whether Baker's lost the locker room, or if that even came to a point, would he would he be welcomed back into the locker room? You're a defensive guy, right? You yeah. know, you know how it is in the locker room. Defensive guys spend most of the time with each other. That's who you see. You don't really see the offensive guys too much because you're just so an individual. So do you believe that if it came down to that as the season goes along and training camp starts that the defensive guys, the defensive leaders will open their arms and accept them back into the locker room? Or do you think it's too far gone? Without a doubt, they would open him with welcoming arms because we all understand as players the formality of the business side. And unfortunately for Baker, he's going through it right now and it's on display for the entire world to see. So, any, I mean, it's hard not to root for a guy who was a walk-on, who was end up winning a Heisman, the one overall pick. And for Christ's sake, he got, he, two years ago, he's only removed for taking the Browns to the playoffs, something that hadn't been done in, since the Tim Couch days. So, uh, I think he would be welcome and with open arms. Now, there could be some tension. Obviously, there's going to be some clear tension, but from the player's perspective, they'll welcome him back because all players want to see guys get their money, play well, and achieve all the goals that you set out for your organization. And, and especially if he can help them win games, if you don't have a Deshaun Watson, then absolutely, yeah, I'll be your number one fan. So, Dequilla, right. as a longtime player in this league, you understand the, 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 the benefit of having good veterans on the team. So you've got a young player, a young person in Mayfield who, who is hurting his feelings. Who is the who is the person in the locker room that can talk sense to the young player to bring him back into the fold to say, let me understand you want to leave here. The way that you leave here is come in here, do your job, right. show other people that you can play at a high level that gives you an right. avenue out of here. Who is that? Who is that person on the Browns team? Uh, currently right now? Yeah, Ooh, man, that's that. That's a tough one. You know, it, it's all about personal relationships that he may have. You know, someone that that's tough to say. It's really tough to say, and I and I'm probably sure it's from someone that we don't even expect. It could be maybe a low level guy. That's not, yeah, maybe it's <laughs> yeah. someone that's not in that building. And but that's you. You hit a great point. He needs someone to just settle him down a bit. I get it. You can be 
pissed off. You feel disrespected. I get all of that. But at the end of the day, what do you want? You want to what, play football you and you want to play him? football at a high level. What I would tell him, I was like, him? you know what? T- take, take, a, take as much time as you need. Let's stay in contact with one another. And if I'm a veteran on that team, I'm telling him, like, listen, this is the business. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. quarterbacks typically don't have to – there's no riff like this. They typically take care of quarterbacks early and often. So this is territory that myself – and a lot of your other buddies on this team have to deal with on a year, year out and year in basis. So I would tell them, like, listen, you want to play football. Come back, take as much time as you need, but we need you. We, you can help us. And if it's not for you, then you got to do what's best for, for you. But for right now, you know, don't cause any other problems that wouldn't allow you to be welcomed back in this building. Great insight, obviously, into the locker room from the quell. I think in the end, Baker's going to get traded before it comes to this anyway. So he's a good matter. quarterback. He's he's a he's a he's a I guess he's a starter in the National Football League. It's just when you're in a situation with Andrew Baird, when you have a guy as talented as Deshaun Watson floating in the air, yeah. outside of five or six teams, you yeah. have to kick the tires That's on right. whether or not you know this guy can come help your organization. Now Baker is a starter in this league. However, Deshaun Watson is a different tier yeah, quarterback. No doubt. And you, I think all yeah. that's true. And DeQuell, by the way, when DeQuell, when DeQuell was playing for the Browns, we used to do a segment on my show called Good, Bad, and Ugly, right? Mm-hmm. And the Browns, as DeQuell knows, unfortunately, pretty much sucked yeah. the whole time he was there. And, like, every <laughs> week we'd be like, oh, who are we doing on good? I'm like, well, we got DeQuell and we got Joe Thomas. And that, that's, like, that's about it. <laughs> Joe Hayden, Joe Hayden, you know. It was Joe like three. Hayden, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, but like, every week DeQuell, 14 tackles, 16 tackles. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he was putting up those yeah. monster numbers. But that had to be so frustrating. I know it was for Joe at times. How frustrating mm-hmm. was it? You're playing great football personally, but you just mm-hmm. didn't have the talent around you. Yeah, extremely frustrating. But you know what? Every year you thought – I saw Joe on on the show, um, you know, earlier, yeah. and every year you thought was the was going to be a different year. You were going to take that next step, regardless right. of what last year's record was. You thought you could win a Super Bowl, and yeah. that was the mindset my I had, Joe Thomas had, and anyone that I was a leader of. That was the mentality that I was going to come in and bust my tail to not be part of the problem, be part of the solution when we turn yeah. things around. But it was extremely, extremely, extremely difficult. And early in my career, I didn't know how to handle it. I remember doing a radio show and I realized quickly, I would I would do a radio show once a week in Cleveland. And I realized after like the seventh or eighth week, I was doing more defending myself and other <laughs> players than I was talking about the actual game. Yeah. So I, I realized yeah. quickly, I was like, you got to have a hard shell yeah, yeah, to play yeah. in this city. Absolutely. And you got to bring your hard hat to work every single day because the fans will let you know. And the players who, who, who walk into that building, they know if I'm one of the leaders, I'm going to outwork everyone on this, on this team. And, and that's what we expect of you, regardless of the record. And the fans loved DeQuell because he brought his hard hat every every he week worked. when other guys didn't. I tried. Yeah, I tried. no, you did. You did. You brought it every game. We loved watching you play. DeQuell, getting back to the Browns record, your, your prediction, like I had the lowest prediction on the dais. Even if Deshaun Watson plays, I had them going 10 and 7. And it's not because I don't think Deshaun Watson's great because I agree with everybody. I mean, he's one of the, I don't know if he's the fourth best or the fifth best or the third or the sixth, whatever. He's one of the elite quarterbacks in the league. However, as you alluded to earlier, the division is loaded. The whole right. comp, I don't know if we've seen a better AFC. There are so many great quarterbacks. I don't right. know that any team in the AFC, because these guys, Brad picked the, the Browns to win 13 with the shot, and I'm like, there's so That's many tough. good teams. 
How's it's anybody going to win 13 this year in the AFC? It's too tough. I don't yeah, know. what comes to mind when you look at, you have to go through a Justin Herbert, you have to go through a Patrick Mahomes, a yep. Josh Allen, you know, uh, Lamar Jackson. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Yeah. You know, you have a ton of top talent at the quarterback position in the AFC. So yep. 13 is bold. I put them right in the middle someplace because the outer conference game is gonna, what it's going to boil down to because you're right. The AFC North is very, very strong. Yeah. And other than the, the Steelers, obviously they don't have a have uncertainty with uh, in their quarterback room. But listen, this is gonna this is this is gonna come down to the very end, like it always does. But even more so because every year now, if Deshaun Watson is able to play, that changes the entire dynamic of how we're gonna see this playoff um, run kind of unfold. So I'm excited to see him in the building if or during games if he's able to play. It's just it's such a strong conference and, and such a uh, you know the out of conference games you have the Bills the Bucks these aren't easy easy games so yeah. hopefully by then regardless of who's playing that quarterback position they have an identity of who they are as See, a team. I, I have them going thirteen because I I believe elite uh, unless it's elite right so if you're an elite guy, yeah right you're supposed yeah. to bring everybody else there's up. a lot of elite right. guys. no That's no right. but here here there's, there's no yeah. different elite with Pat Ewing. Uh, Elijah Wine, when you're in a high atmosphere, those that can go high bring every else. And Brad, else those high. teams, yeah. as they're assessing their game with the Browns, yeah. they're saying they've got the Sean Watson now. That's right. not going to be course. an easy game. Of course right. it's not. So you've got to get on a roll. There's a different dynamic. And I think this schedule, Dequell, with the easier games on the front end of this schedule, mm-hmm. I think this schedule allows them to build that momentum, get some early confidence, right. yeah. have Deshaun fit into this system. Nope against some inferior opponents. So when the tougher what, teams start rolling around, they're already have that momentum at their back. And we know how big momentum can be in the NFL. Yeah. Well, Jay, have you talked about how Deshaun Watson will actually fit into what the Browns do offensively with Baker Mayfield? It was a run centric type of offense. And so you add Deshaun Watson and his ability to throw the football and create with his arm and his legs. You know, what do you do with those guys? Right. You know, so I'm actually that there's a concern there. So you're right. The first part of the season, I think, you know, you try to figure out who your football team is. And as you get to the thick of your schedule, you start to understand, okay, what do you do well and what do you don't do so well? And right now, you know, you have some young studs, some young guys on the outside, pass catchers. You may, you you know, you you drafted David Bell out of Purdue. So uh, this is going to be very interesting to see this unfold. However, you know, the Browns have they're in a great situation. When I was a player there, I always wanted to see that quarterback room just and look at guys and know, oh, man, we can win with either one of these guys. Right. So it's a great problem to have yeah. uh, in the running back room and the quarterback room. It's like, why not? Why not? The, the Some quote, guys wanna, may not be able to handle it, but we'll I, see. I, I want to check your pulse on on Kevin Stefanski because, I, you know, he, mm-hmm. he really impressed everybody in year one, coach of the year. I thought – I thought his genius credentials took a step back last year because mm-hmm. I watched too many times the Browns have their best player on offense, in my view, on the sidelines. In oh, some of the biggest, oh my God. Yeah. It drove yes. me nuts, yes. Well, Why nuts can't too. we put both these guys on the field at the same time? And am I just a raging fan who's, who's losing sight of reality? Or is there something to this? You've watched a lot of football and you you've forgotten a lot of football that most people know. So yes, it was it was a problem we all saw. It's like why are your best players on the sideline in critical moments of the game? If it what that tells as a player, if I'm seeing that, 
that tells me there's something going on here. There's something not qu quite right. And whether obviously it, it boils Kevin Stefanski is the, the product of that, but you got to figure out a way to get your playmakers the ball. Hell, we got a ton of them. So you, you got to figure it out. That's why you're in the role that you're in to figure this out because that's a great problem to have. And it's a problem that most coaches will love to have. And this year will be telling. Again, you have a you have Deshaun Watson on the roster. If he's able to play, can you utilize and maximize his potential and the team's potential to use these star-studded players? I agree with you wholeheartedly. All right. You know, Dequell, I, you know, I talk about it a lot. You know, we go to the other side of the football in Joe Woods and his defense. And, you know, I was critical after the Kansas City Chiefs loss a couple years ago in the playoffs. You know, we couldn't get off the field. We third and 14. Right. We let Chad Henney scramble. But I Ooh. thought Joe, I thought Joe Woods came back and, and, and did a nice, solid job in terms of, you know, getting his team ready to go more pieces and parts. When you were a linebacker, did you did you want to attack blitz more, be <laughs> yes. more aggressive or were because you, you guys played in three, four. You guys did, did a lot of things. You, you dropped in zone yeah, a lot. We were, we were very vanilla, very yeah. vanilla at times. And, and, and if I could add to that, because uh, yes, I, I hate it. As a defensive player, you want to play behind the line of scrimmage. You want to impose your will on a team. And for many, many years and many coordinators, you know, it's like a, you know, musical chairs from a coordinator standpoint, head coach standpoint. So the philosophy would change year in and year out. But what stayed the same was we weren't aggressive on defense. And if you have guys that are capable, that can do it, and you don't maximize that potential, it starts the, those undercurrent, those rumblings throughout the locker room that, you know, leaders like myself had to put out. We had to put out these fires because we could do a lot more, but we weren't doing it. And it's extreme. Excuse me. It's extremely frustrating as a player not to have that in your blood. You're wired to attack. You're wired to 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 play with this this fuel. And when a coordinator doesn't match that, then it, it causes some problems. And you know, you do what you can, but you know, you hope hopefully your offense can score a ton of points. Nicole, you talk. You know, in in football, we we talk in recent years about the devaluing of the running back position. Like that the league seems – I feel like that's kind of happened with linebacker too. Yep. When I was a kid, right, mm. I'm 50. When I was a kid, you know, Lawrence Taylor and all, all these – I remember I grew up in New York, all these great mm -hmm. Giants linebackers. Like I felt like linebacker as a kid, maybe I'm misremembering, that was like the most important position. The middle linebacker was yeah. nothing more important. And yeah. now I feel like the middle linebacker become an afterthought in the last few years. Do you see it that yeah, way? Yeah. Yeah, you know, when I walked into the league, when I was drafted in the league, I was undersized. And that soaking wet, I was one, 6'1", 240 pounds. And now you see these guys, you know, they're 6'1". They're converting uh, uh, safeties to yeah, linebackers dude. now. Mm -hmm. Now they, they've completely you're, – you're, you're, you're playing defense against a, a spread offense. And so you, you've seen, like you mentioned, the running back room just kind of yeah. – and, you know, be what it is. And now it's trickled over to the other side of the ball with middle linebackers where you have your rush ins. Those are your big dogs. Those are your rush, your pass rushers. But then you have pretty much safeties across the board that are tough enough <laughs> to play within the box. You know, and, and as, as I got to the uh, back end of my career, I started seeing the value in being my size. But what helped me back was I wasn't fast like these guys. Yeah. You know, Jeremiah is a guy on this on this mm -hmm. roster that he was my favorite right. linebacker coming out of the draft. Well, he was a safety, but the yeah. way he had the speed, he had the size, and he has the physical ability to play uh, in the trenches. So, 
you know, I segue into him. With more reps, I think this guy could be special down the road because he has all the tools that today's game wants you to be as a linebacker. Yeah, we saw that last year. He yeah. can take over oh, time, stud, which stud. is just incredible. Yeah. By okay. the way, Jay, we yeah. got to go back for one second because th- these guys showed a picture of DeQuell at an event like where he's being mm-hmm. celebrated by the Browns, and his head is oh, shaved. Yeah. He's looking oh, good yeah. in that picture. My God, man. We you always don't look I, at him. He's pretty. He's such a good-looking guy. G and I were talking <laughs> about this the other day. When black guys shave their head, they look good. 95% of black guys look good with a bald head. When, when white guys, look at him. He's a beautiful looking man. White guys, when white guys shave their head, we look like idiots. You look like Kojak. We're terrible. Dating myself. You know, you know what? I knew I was going to, you know, I was getting, um, you know, uh, highlighted there. So I, I spent a lot of days on the Peloton and a lot of days. <laughs> it's like before you go to your class reunion, you stop eating and you work out twice oh a day. Hey. I was on my best diet during that time. <laughs> well, um, you're going to be a regular on the show and I, I'm already thrilled about it because yeah. he's awesome. You can see he's not yeah. afraid to share his opinion. Right. He gave his true thoughts about Kevin Stefanski and not putting the backs on the field at the same time. He talked about some things that he didn't love when he was a player. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I think I told you this a couple of years ago, but I love that you're actually putting it into use. The best analysts on television, former yeah. players, um, are the ones that have realized that now they have a new job to do. That's and the right. new job is mm-hmm. to tell it the way it is. You will be right. wildly successful in this because you're real. You give your opinion. But what we want to do now is we want to get to know mm-hmm. DeQuell Jackson, the guy, the, the, your former okay. football player. Yeah. I think the backdrops that got Tim Couch came on Monday. You talk about a backdrop flex. Bro had like everything behind him. He had everything from TV awards to, to football awards to basketball awards. So I see the boxing right. gloves like boxing behind glove. you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Do you throw hands? Like, are you a, a fight oh, fan? Or so, tell us all about it. Yeah. So there's a there's a woman here in the DMV area. I live in D- the Washington D.C. area. She's in the hall. Of, her name is Israel Wimp, and she used to train me when I was playing. I used to train how to box and, you know, like most people, you think you know how to box. No, 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 no. This woman is like barely taller than my my table here and I could barely go three rounds. And that was probably about six years ago. Now, you know, she comes over. I can go 10 rounds. I love it. It's a great workout, great cardio. But this this uh, it's on this side. This yeah. um, glove is actually a Muhammad Ali. That's sign. what I thought. I, yeah, it's all the ever. So, DeQuell, actually, yeah. In that vein, who's the one player that you played with in your career that you would not want to throw hands with? Great question. Whoo, that's a great question. Oh, you gotta give me a second. Think give about a, it. He, so, so he was an old old lineman. Uh, he was a left tackle. He was with the St. Louis Rams. At the time, oh my God, Pace? I can't Pace? think of his name. Orlando Pace? No, 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 no. no he, he was, was with the Browns. He's with, he oh. with the Browns. Oh my gosh, uh, he uh, big sleeve. He has a tattoo. Uh, 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 Ryan Tucker. Ryan. Oh Tucker. really? Why yeah. him? Yes. Listen, I was a young, young, you know, kid at the time, and he never smiled, and he just, <laughs> was just, just melee guys doing practice. And I remember one time I got into a scuffle where I may have, you know, touched him when I wasn't supposed to, and he gave me a death stare. And I remember thinking, like, I can't take this dude. Even if, you know, even if I had an army, I couldn't take it. So I just, man, he always scared the crap out of me. And he was just a tough guy, just old school. One of those old school left tackles that could, yeah. when he put, yeah. your, put his hands on you, you weren't going anywhere but where he wanted you to go. So what, we ended up, up becoming angry. really good friends. 
You know, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> you, you got to promote my brother. You got to get on here. Tell us about your podcast, man. Yeah. Oh, and, yes, yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I have a podcast called Athletes Unplugged. Pretty much what you guys are giving me this platform to do. So basically, we're talking about anything from sports to societal issues. And I, re- I got the concept based on if you ever come to my house in D.C., if you can look behind this chair, I have some whiskey and I'm a big red wine drinker. And so if you come over the house, I usually have a cigar. We go by the fire pit. Mm. I always have my really good, deep conversations with a cigar in my hand or a glass of alcohol. So I had this concept (laughs) of, you know what? Let me bring the fire pit conversations to the camera. And I'm just having fun with it. We've had some skateboarders on. I've had a Formula 3 race car driver on. I'm having fun with it. And it's it's been a really good time. Dequel, when you come to Cleveland, or if you have a friend that says, Hey, Dequel, I'm going to Cleveland. Give me a restaurant I got to go to Ooh, or a yeah, place yeah. I got to hang oh, out yeah. with. What's your go-to spot that you advise people to go to? Uh, Fahrenheit. 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 Yeah, it's good. Great Rockies, yes, great Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit is, okay. that, that's my guy. Um, I was there last September, and that was the first place. I dropped my bags off, and I was at, I was at Fahrenheit getting a great meal. And, and Rocco was there. Shout out to him. So, Very nice. Uh, the, the, Yes, the, the yes. Quill, I, I was gonna say this. You're a DMV guy, so I'm part DMV. My daughter's uh-huh. a Terp playing for Brenda Freeze for the Lady Terp. Okay, okay, so, so all right. Let, let, so I know Maryland's Loxie is trying to make some headway in the Big Ten here. Mm-hmm. How do you think he's doing? And how do you think Maryland football is ultimately going to be? Yeah, given the time, if he gets the time, he's gonna he's gonna completely change the landscape of Maryland football because if you're not from this area, you don't realize just how talented. D.C., Maryland, Virginia athletes are just in this small little radius and pool of players. So if you can just if he can dominate the in-state in this DMV area athletes, that team will be a top 10 team in the BCS without a doubt. But Locks has done. I mean, he had to take over for, you know, a team that was pretty much needed, just a new image. He's from the area. He understands how important Maryland is to the community. Given the time, I think he can really turn this or, this, this uh, organization around or the, that school around. Dequel, Marvel, Star Wars, or neither? Oh, that's Marvel. Easy. Yeah, Marvel. that's easy. You didn't even throw Marvel. DC in there? Yeah, yeah. DC nice. sucks, man. Marvel, <laughs> Marvel world, man. <laughs> have you seen yeah, the new I, Doctor Strange movie yet? I have not, but I'm, I'm waiting to see that. I, I have not. I have seen the new Batman movie. I was a okay. little kind of – it wasn't my favorite. It the was, DC it movies aren't as good as Marvel. No, they're not. I, I'm with you, yeah. Bull. Hey, uh, before we move on to our top five, which, by the way, we can't wait. We, we had Joe Thomas on earlier this week, and we did the top five cheeses. You know his, what? I, his, can I, can I say ahead. something about that? Yeah. yeah. I saw that clip, and you guys were talking about cheese. Yeah. And how dare you guys not mention truffle cheese. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Nice. I forgot about He's that. He's coming off cheese. the top rope yeah, on the cheese good. debate. It's one, two, two, three, four, four say, they, they like send it to Mikey. <laughs> Mike, our producer, Mikey McNuggets, wants to weigh in. Mikey, what do you got? So we talked to the quote yesterday, and he mentioned truffle cheese. Yeah. Yes. I don't make money truffle cheese. He doesn't have truffle you cheese know, money. It, that's true. <laughs> I'm you know, a, I, had, I played 11 years. I had to treat myself. It's truffle cheese. Yeah, I, no, that's, I, that, that, we, I kept truffle on anything. I'll 
pretty much eat it. I'm surprised yeah. that got I'll by Joe that. because Joe is like the most, the foremost expert on cheeses we've ever, I've ever sure. talked to. Yeah. Hey, Brad, when we go down and get them cigars by the pit, <laughs> and the whiskey, yeah. and, 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 and we want and the, the truffle cheese, truffle cheese. cheese. Truffle, put some more on my fries. Maybe some caviar. As, as we on our way to a Maryland women's basketball game. <laughs> we just pull up. the quails first. <laughs> in this house, we always have truffle cheese in this house. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good way to live. That's a good way to live. So um, we're going to move to our top five in just a second. Before I do, I asked you okay. earlier that the teammate, the former teammate of yours that you just didn't want to rumble with, what's who's yes. the funniest teammate you've ever played with? Oh man, Antoine Peak. Antoine Peak, who was my teammate in Cleveland, and there was a guy in uh, Indianapolis. Oh my gosh, oh I can't think of his name right now. But <laughs> when they spoke, you just like it was like they had this raspy, deep voice, and I just remember they had the best. Just if they would have a mental error, if we're, you know, in the film study and it would, you know, obviously they would make a mistake. And if the coach called them, they always had something funny to say. And it would just completely break up the, uh, you know, the tension in the room. And so Antoine Peak by far, he leads the shot. Every team needs a guy like that. Absolutely. Oh, yes. Oh, absolutely. All right. So let's let's bring Mikey McNuggets back on because we're going to, what's our top five topic today? So we talked to the quote yesterday. And he said, let's do wines. And I was like, I don't know enough wine. So, Dequan, when you come yeah, to yeah. Cleveland, you could teach me some, uh, some good wines. So, instead, <laughs> okay. we settled on best ways to prepare a potato. That's a good one. Uh, okay. Yes. There's a lot yes. of different ways. Yeah, yes. That's a good one. Yes. All right. What's, yes. what's, All right. what's your number five? What do, you, what do you have? You want to start us off, Mikey? Yeah. Noki. Pasta. Ooh, Who doesn't love pasta? Okay. A little curveball. Okay. But I was not oh, expecting you, yoki. You surprised me. No, 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 no I was not expecting Have you had yoki? That's not it. Yes. That's one of the things I'm not trying. I what? agree with the oh, quell, you're man. missing out. You're missing out. <laughs> That's good. G. I was in Turks and Caicos recently, and they had a nuki, uh, this place called Kiabas, Koyabas in Turks and Caicos. We end up going back just to have the nuki. So wow. if right, done right, done right, you'll love it. With done fresh, right, you'll love it. With the All freshly right. baked pasta. I would, I would so don't probably have it, it closer to, yes, don't sleep on it. Yeah. All right, what do you got for, Mikey? Hash browns or tater tots, whatever you want to go. But hash browns, crispy, fried, you can't beat it. I'm a fan, okay. but I don't know if okay. I'm going to have I'm not a fan. Like I, lo- that. I love tater tots. Only if it's McDonald's. That, <laughs> oh, that you know. McDonald's hash brown, it'll change your life. Stop playing. Stop acting like it. We got to help you out, man. Jaquel, what, what, what do you think about this? Every morning I wake up at 7 o'clock and my son only eats beige foods. And hash browns, I'm allergic to them because that's all he wants to eat. With some sazon. So, so I cook it every day since September. I've been cooking hash browns, so I'm, I don't want anything to do with hash browns. <laughs> hash browned out. All right, number three, Mikey. Yes. Potato chips. I know it's simple, but there's so many varieties. It's, that's it's five. That's One of the best snacks. Five. Uh, that's I, best I, I don't know. That's that's just, I honorable man. I already it's, know he's missing only, one yeah. of the big three. It's so, only there because it says potato. That's JV. Well, you're not down potato chips. Yeah, I, I can do the potato chips, but they're not. That won't be in my top five. No, like, no like, chance. I, I heard someone say honorable mention. Yeah, that's an honorable mention. Yeah, honorable <laughs> yeah, that is an honorable mention. Yeah, that's a bad there's job. so many yeah. things you can do with the potato, but it's so Slice versatile. Fry it. Versatile. All right. What's number two? All right, I, th- I thought this list, there was two clear top ones, and number two for me, mashed potatoes, okay. a Thanksgiving okay. staple, really a holiday staple. It just makes any meal better. It's a great side. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, you throw some truffle on it, then then I, I'm yeah. your number one fan. Throw some truffle on it. Truffle mash, Mc, and I'm good. Mc, I'm good Mc, to Mc go. McNuggets got that, that What about McNuggets got that young, that young playbook. I'm like, chips, yeah. ass no. browns, he's got, the, he's got the college like, kid budget. I'm like, listen, just talk to some experienced people here. Had a little money sometime. I'm like, yeah, wait right. a minute, two for ten, two for ten. So there's a lot of them yeah, that, he we, has, we, that he hasn't even mentioned yet. Yeah, but he's yeah. think Better college kid. To, I know where he's going. Know, we're gonna, we're gonna, I yeah. know where he's going. We're gonna have to peruse his list. To be French fries. Of course, French it's French fries. Of course, French fries. And we'll do a list of the five best kinds. Oh, it's not waffle it's not, fries. Wait, but wait a second, oh, it's not waffle fries. The best fry in the world, hands down. No, no chip fries was number one. Oh my God, Robichon mashed potatoes. Yes. The whipped mashed potatoes, that's not on your list. Oh my goodness. Come on, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we hey. have to upgrade your palate, man. We're gonna have we to upgrade gotta, your palate. Listen, we and have, those are even the best fries with steak fries. First of all, we have to do, we have to apologize to Dequell, right? Yeah. We're gonna have to start we have to check his list before we come out. Yeah, here. we gotta like, wait a minute. Oh, wait a second. That's the young <laughs> list. How do you not have a baked potato on there? Baked potatoes yeah. number yes. six. Honorable mention. Honorable mention over baked potatoes. Yes. You can't even have a oh steak my. without a baked potato. They go together. They order, just make you. I want a restaurant tonight. I don't think they're going to serve potato chips. <laughs> no. How about some baked not. potato with some cheese? <laughs> a little bacon on there. Maybe yes. some, some uh, chives. What would, so your number one to quell would be. Robichon mashed potatoes. Yeah, yeah. Oh. mashed potatoes. It's hard yes. to top that. Yes. It really is hard to top that. I'm calling oh. timeout real quick. Oh my god, what is Robichon? Yes. See, that's the problem. I knew, I knew, that's well, the problem. See, <laughs> you'll, you'll figure it out in ten years. <laughs> yeah, you have you have a palate like my three year old son. We're, yeah, we're, we're, we're gonna work on you. Tell him to quit. We're gonna work on you. You got yeah, a ways to go. Hash, uh, yeah, his chips and hash browns and and yeah. No, we got to upgrade out. your palate. You yeah. had no yeah. sweet potato no. fries in there. No, no sweet not, potato fries. The, the, the twice baked potato too. Oh, I don't know if you guys have had that. That is awful. Potato skins. Uh, potato skins. All better than, than yeah. potato chips. We need to get Mikey a raise. We need yes. to get Mikey a raise. Yeah, for Mikey. Sure. Yeah, people, we got to do listening? something about that. <laughs> hey, well, when you come, when you come in. We'll have some wine and some potatoes, we're, right? We're, we're gonna take Mikey yes, out yes. to eat with us. Right? Yeah, yes, right. Right. I'll bring my I'll bring my son with me as well. Right. You can drop you can drop them off. Three years old. They both fast food. Joint. Well, we're all going out for lunch today, <laughs> yeah. so we'll have to school him up at lunch. I think he's, he's eating asparagus. potato chips at lunch. Yeah. Hey, Dequel, oh, um, uh, go ahead, go ahead, and then I'm gonna uh, I'll, I'll wrap it up because we're gonna move on. But final thoughts joining us on on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show for the first time. Yeah, this is going to be fun. I can tell you guys are relaxed. I'm relaxed. Uh, I, you know what? I can't wait to get to Cleveland so I can be in studio and yes. hang out with you guys. So this is this has been great. Looking forward to doing this weekly. Talking ball, talking sports, talking Browns, talking whatever it is to do with Cleveland. Talking food. So wine. We can get talking into your food, wine, wine list too. Yes. We're going to go get your wine list. We'll get him together Man. in the meantime. <laughs> He wouldn't do it. He wouldn't take. He wouldn't bite on it. I was like, I can talk wine all day, but you know, what? You know it's good for the sport. We, we, we did have a top five. It was Boone's Farm Strawberry, <laughs> Boone's Farm Grape, and Ripple. Boone's Farm Cherry. Wait a second. Hold on, Ripple. I just realized. <laughs> I just realized. Wait a second. We had to quell for like 30 minutes, and we, we can't let him leave. I can't believe that I forgot to ask him about this. You can't. Oh, I know, 30 I think minutes, I know where you're going. We, we got to ask you about Peyton Hillis. I don't think you knew I was going there. Did you? No, Peyton I, didn't. Hillis? I didn't. I didn't. Because because Peyton Hillis, I had him on a radio interview about six months ago, and I thought he was bat bleep crazy, like he was out of his <laughs> mind. And he yeah. did some wacky stuff when he was here in Cleveland, mm. 
What mm-hmm. was this guy like? In the, I, I know it's a little out of turn here. We, we've moved on, but no, no, I got to no. know this before. What was he like in the locker room? Different. Different. <laughs> every spectrum, every facet of the word, just different. He was. A, he was. He played hard. He loved ball. That's all we cared about. But he was just a different cat, man. Just you know, the, from the things he wore, the things he said, he was just just different. But you know what? You give him that football. Yeah. He'll he'll get you whatever you need. But that's all we we cared about. But he was Weird a different dude. cat, man. Did he have any yeah, friends? Yeah. Did he have any friends uh, on the we, team? We, no. He was he was a likable guy to be around. Okay. It's just when you start talking, diving deep into. The things that he was into, Nuts. it's he like, start, man, what the hell are you up. talking about? <laughs> he yeah, backing like, up like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Why is it always those hands? Like, why, why is it always those hands? I want to throw, I want to smoke. Hey, Dequel, you're going to fit in wonderfully with this group. We already love you after one appearance. We can't wait to have you on as a weekly guest, especially when the season gets rolling and there's, there's so oh, yeah. much minutia that goes on week oh, yeah. to week that normally you have to leave because you don't have enough time to discuss it. We're going to hit all of it with mm-hmm. you. Dequel Jackson on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Big round of applause. Thanks, for guy, oh, man. Appreciate it. Well done. Look at that. <laughs> That's a beautiful man right there. Look at that. He should be an action guy. He should be an action guy. He should be an action Jackson, baby. There he is. There you go. Yeah, Carl Weathers go. is too old. Get him out of there. We got a new one. Yeah. Dequel, we'll see you soon. Thanks a lot, my friend. Great stuff today. Great stuff. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Well. Looking forward to it. Take care, guys. I love it when you have a mindset yeah. for what a guy can do on the media side after they get done playing. Yeah. And I know you feel this way. Anybody love that it. ever interviewed and they thought, this guy can be a star. Did almost 40 minutes real. with us. And, well, and it didn't feel like no, 40 nah, minutes. What I like was he's able to flip the subject, right? We, yeah. Yes. Was, the last thing you threw him we about got silly Peyton and Hillis, then we went he, back to, yeah. He can and go back and forth. My favorite yeah. part was guys in the business, when they make that turn, they always have one foot in the locker room. Always. That's my biggest question things. about Tom yeah, Brady. Yeah. Is he going to be able to cut right. that wall? Yeah. And will, be, will he be able to say critical things about Belichick yeah. on TV? Right. And Jay, Jay, my biggest take from this interview was he said, hey, the defensive guys will welcome him back into the locker room. That is we'll welcome huge. Baker into the locker room. Because True. he's the first guy we've talked to on the defensive yeah. side that, right. that, that said that. Like, hey, no, ain't well, no big deal. to the point where you're, you want to win, right? Got to be he, a pro, and, yeah. he can, and if he can help me, if you win, can help this team, I got to box this stuff out here, right? Come on, that's in. why I asked him about the veteran, because typically some veteran can get in somebody's ear and say, "Look, young fella, yeah. you're going about this the wrong way, sure, right?" And, and yeah, bring you in here. You're not here long Will term. Will he but listen if, to that guy? Yeah, man? but here, let me tell you something. Yeah, there's a voice in every locker room that can get to anyone, right? Mm-hmm. You have to find that person, identify who that person. You know, is. I thought the most telling part of the interview was when I think it was Bull. You asked him, "Where is that voice going to come from?" And he I know, know he's not in this locker room. He, right? know. he doesn't right, right. know the inner workings right. of his team. But the fact that from the outside looking in, there isn't that clear cut. Oh, it's, it's got to be. Right. Nobody's going to say that Miles Garrett's going to be no, that no, no, guy no. because he's not that guy. Let me. Tell he's you, not right. that rah rah team leader. Let me, let me, listen to me. Let guy. me tell you something. For most of the teams I've been, I've been on some great teams. The person that had the most influence wasn't the star. Yeah, right. It wasn't the Bench star. Guy. It was Who the was guy it on the ball. It was the guy. Here, it was Kerr, wasn't here. it? No, it was 
Bill Cartwright in my ear. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was Bill Nelson Cartwright. Turner. Yeah. It was Gene Banks. Those were the guys that were in my ear when I was going sideways. They're like, no, 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 let's not do that. Let's really? Do like teaching you how to how be a was pro. Jordan in the locker room? He as was a just a, it was a guy that just yeah. led by his actions. Right? Never right. stood up. And right. big well, but speeches. then you did it for Horace Grant, right? So then right? I, I, you were that guy I, for I, Horace Grant. So when Horace had his issue, yeah, I stepped in there and it's always that person, right? And yeah. that's the person I remember as I get old, I got older, long past the game. They're all my friends, but there's certain people along the way mm. that you'll make the connection with. I, I think it's interesting, though, that from the outside looking in, and we have to preface it that way because we don't know what goes on inside that locker room. Sure. A lot of times the media pretends they know. We don't. We have no we idea. Don't. But the fact that there isn't that obvious guy, I think kind of Baker was that guy on offense, particularly in 2020. I don't know about I last I think Jarvis might have been. Yeah, I think Jarvis was early, but then he kind of took a back seat. It's almost felt like this is Baker's team. Yeah, he's doing the pregame fire him up. Let's go. And I don't know that the Antonio? defense has that guy. It's hard but for offensive linemen. It's hard for the offensive linemen are yeah. like they, they're just together. They're like one unit. Those guys are even yeah. to themselves off to and, themselves. And you look at the three best players on the Browns. I'll leave Watson out of it for now because he hasn't played. Betonio, Chubb, Garrett, none of them are that type of they're guy. They're not that kind of people. And they're the three best w- players. Nah. So as Brad yeah. said. And by the way, you, you, leaders are born. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're not anointed. They, they just, right. they step right. up and they're leaders. Right. And the I fact think that, Anthony you know, Walker, the linebacker, is not a big name. I've no, heard yeah, he's no, that yeah, type of guy. Yeah. Take charge guy. You yeah. know what? I'll tell you what. We'll yeah. let Greg Newsom settle this. Okay. Yeah. okay. Because call. we're going to take a quick break. When we come back for our second hour, Greg Newsom's going to join us. And I'm sure he'll have some thoughts on who that leader is, who's the voice of that defense aside from the coaching staff. We're going to have that question for him and many others when the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show comes right back.